But the Akasha is essentially the fifth element, ether. And um, that's what it directly translates to in Sanskrit is ether, like the this, this sky or like, you know, the, the above. And um, this ether is the fabric of all existence, pre and post manifest. So the ether needs the intention to become a manifestation. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another epic episode of High Vibe Knit. We're so excited to have you here, and we're very excited to speak to our lovely guest today, Miss Rohini Maradi. She is an internationally recognized Akashic records explorer, and I just love how her name rhymes. So yeah, <laughs> here we are. Um, we made it to this call. We had to reschedule a couple of times, so we feel like it's very faded and destined that like today's the day. It's finally happening. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, and we're just going to dive into all the Akash talk, really. I mean, that's what I'm anticipating and looking forward to. So Rahini, thanks for being here. Lindsay, love you. And yeah, love you, that, girl. Let's dive in. <laughs> Yay. Once again, honor. Rohini, thank you so much for being here. Can we just talk about who you are for a minute in case anybody hasn't heard of you or hasn't isn't familiar with your work? Uh, and then we can get into like what the work is. But let's let's talk about you and your story as much as you want to give us to really get to know you and who you are. Yeah, of course. Um, and by the way, it's an honor to be with you. I really think today is like the perfect day. Tell them, tell them what you said about how much you love the podcast. I love the podcast, so I'm excited to be here. Me too, girl. Oh, Me shameless, too. shameless Lindsay. It's good. You got to do it. People need to know how great this podcast is. They okay. need to know. Okay. They need to know. Um, and I'm sure they know if they're listening. So Right. <laughs> Preaching to the choir over here. But more people know. Um, but yeah, my, my journey is, you know, we're talking like um, at a really strange time in the world for me personally right now. And like... Um, a lot of different Iranians. My story like starts in Iran. So I'm going to be like, I've been crying for like, I don't know, like a week now, nonstop. It just can't stop. But um, so I was born in Iran in the only Hindu temple. My dad was the Pujari. And um, it was a, I was born like two years one and a half years after like the Muslim revolution started. So it was the beginning of it and it's very intense. And um, growing up with any religion outside of being a Muslim at that time um, was scary. <laughs> I don't know if I can curse or not, but- I'm, Of course you can, please do. scary as fuck. But <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know, can you curse? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> You can curse. But, we welcome yeah. the passion. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That's what I call it. The passion. <laughs> the passion comes out. But yeah, so I grew up with that. Um, there's like war constantly outside of our our windows. We went through like the Persian Gulf War, the Iran-Iraq War. So it's like while we're in our temple, like, you know, waking up doing the Yeti pot, meditating, chanting, doing all that stuff. There's like sounds of bombs like falling right right outside of our door. So it was a very intense time to grow up. Um, but I was also privileged enough where we got to travel to India quite a lot and travel all up and down the, the huge country to different temples where my father would speak and like we learn about those aspects of the culture. And um, yeah, it was a... I call it a dualistic experience because it's just like, oh, so pretty. But then like you look over there, it's like, oh, my gosh, reality is like right in your face constantly. Um, but yeah, uh, we were finally able to flee. We were stuck there. Like people who didn't get out when the revolution first started, like were stuck in the country. Finally, in 1989, we were able to flee because my father's temple was seized Anytime we held any kind of event, there was usually like a government official there making sure people are wearing like 
heads, you know, the head jobs and everything. Okay, pause for a second, because I, I know that you said in the beginning, you have been very emotional. And I think just I've been very just emotional. to say this is the this is around the time when we're recording this is uh, if I can take the liberty to know why. You're... Yeah, of course. I didn't even say that. But there... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I'm not going to pretend to know at all. I just Yeah. I've, I don't think anybody is blind to what what's happening. I mean, I'm Yeah. sure people have seen the the death and I don't know what you want to say about that. But um, yeah, I, I is that why? Yeah, 1000%. Yeah, of course. Because Yeah. people are fighting for their like basic rights right now, like Yeah. basic, basic rights. Um, and it's like, People like people think it's about the hijab or headscarf or against a religion or something, but that's really not it. It's just about basic freaking rights. Like, don't And kill someone because their hair is showing. Like, yeah. come on, And let's say it what was about is a that? headscarf. Let it be about a head. Somebody's somebody died. Like, what are you what are That you was saying? the breaking. Like, That was a straw on the camel's back, pretty much. You know, the the government is brutal <laughs> and has been so awful. And me even like talking about it this way is like scary. Like, yeah. um, I'll probably I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back if I'm saying this stuff out loud. As long as that government, you know, is in power. But I don't know if I want to go back either. You know, um. And to think that you were somebody who was able to. flee as you put it and to know that that was what would you say 1989 and this is still I mean I know we talk about this a lot like the patterns repeat themselves and governments always do they're just trying to pull the same crap all the time everywhere but I mean it's 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 quite shocking to see some Yeah. of these things still we're supposed to be in like the future we're supposed to be in enlightened you know it's just it's a little bit Yeah. gross It's <laughs> it's really weird. Um the the media blackout thing and the extreme like brutality has been there the whole time. Like there's three channels in Iran. I don't know if it's changed, but last time I was there was like maybe like 15 years ago and it was the same where it's just like the same programs being perpetuated over it's like it's literal programming um that's terrifying but um we were lucky we we're one of the lucky few who were able to flee and our journey out was like a pretty intense one it was like had to go to this country like had to stay in dubai to pretend like we're just visiting there to get this kind of thing to get to that place went to india who was able to give us that thing and then finally like made it to america <laughs> And when we made it here, it was cool. Like, I was, Iranians, like, love America. Like, they just, they want to be in a Western world so bad. Like, they, yeah. What do they love about it? Like in I think it's the freedom, from the perspective, the freedom of speech. the perspective. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they, like, you can't watch American movies in Iran. Um, so there's usually, like, a um, dealer. that goes door to door and has like a suitcase The of black like different market, American yeah movies. yeah <laughs> so you That's watch those incredible. yeah Did, is and the Incredibles in there? probably <laughs> yeah but how did, um how did you see the incredibles well some guy came to my door <laughs> with a suitcase under the yeah table wow no it's that bad mm-hmm wow 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 okay My cousin, my, my aunt and uncle used to have that person. Like, my, we didn't get the movies, but, like, they used to, like, do that whole thing. So I'd watch some American movies through them. But, um, yeah, we were really excited to be here. And we finally got here. And then, like, of course, like, right when I move here, it's like, you're a terrorist. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> what did we do? So I started, like, hiding parts of myself. And I, I already had to hide parts of myself in Iran. I can tell people... like what we believed in and like, you know, you had to like pretend to be Muslim. And um, so it wasn't too unfamiliar to do that here. And I did that for a really, really long time. And finally, um, I came to a head like in my late 20s um, when I'm like, I just want to like reconnect with parts of myself. I want, um, I want to go back to who I was before I had to hide every aspect of myself. you know? Yeah. And that was kind of never in a weird way. So I Yeah. started, um, I don't know, just learning about my culture more and whatnot. And, um, it wasn't until my daughter was, so I got married and stuff like when I was 30 and, um, and when she was about like three or four, I got like an itch 
to like go back because I'm totally engulfed in my husband's like family and I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, because family was gets taken away from people who mo- yeah. move away from their country. Like I just got my 23 and me and um, I, my mom's always like, no, we're from Iran. I don't know like what else you want. I'm like, but didn't like people like migrate and stuff? She's like, no, we're from Iran. I'm like, I don't understand. I think you're lying to me. And then I did like a 23 and me, it's like, no, your people have lived in Iran for 12,000 years. I'm like, oh my God, I'm from Iran. <laughs> You're like, not showing this to my mom. That is just like, that's so what funny. She meant. Like, we're just from there. That's oh, it. Oh, no, you really mean we are completely. Oh, my God. There's goodness. no, like, you're, you know, you traveled through this and you yeah. did this. So I was like, no, you're from Iran. So, <laughs> wow. Like, so to get taken, like, I think about that. It's like you get taken away from, from a place you didn't want to leave that your family was at for like 12,000 years. So like you're just craving family and like yeah. that kind of connection. So I got that with my husband's family and that's really cool. It's like they have a big family and like, like oh my God, we get to go to gatherings. Like, cause it's just my family unit when we moved here. It wasn't, you know, yeah. we did a lot of Iranians moved to like, um, like a Persian like community or something, mm-hmm. but we didn't do that. So it was just us. <laughs> um, Anyway, so I got the itch to go back and um, after being like engulfed in his family life so much and of course like my, my husband's American and my daughter's American and I'm American now too. So we couldn't go back. Like you can't. Right. He, like we were looking into it. It's so wild. He had to, if he, if he were to go back, he would have to adopt the religion of Muslim you know, um, Islam, Muslim, mm. become a Muslim and change his name to a Muslim name. And like, we had to write like all this Is this just for stuff. a visit? Is this yeah. just to like, just to visit? Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> that is intense. It's intense. So we're like, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> you don't have to lie. You know, I've, yeah. I've been like my whole life. Um, let's go to my second home. Let's go to India. So we go to India and it's amazing. You know, my mom, my parents both spent a lot of time there. I spent a lot of time there as a child. So it's like second home. So cool. Mm -hmm. My mom's like, okay, if you're going to India, you have to go up to Rishikesh and get an astrology reading. That was like her favorite thing to do. Like she was just like, I love your mom. She's so cool. (laughs) It's like, you got to go do that. Like, okay. So we went to Rishi, we like went to India without a plan. Like, let's just go there. Like, since she said that, we made the whole journey about going to Rishikesh and getting an astrology reading. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was really cool, actually. This astrologer, he's not like a prediction astrologer. He was going through like our timeline up to the point we were at in our lives. So he would just like, it's Jyotish astrology. It's like Vedic astrology. It's a little mm. different. Um so he would go through events in our lives that had happened. He's like, did this happen during this time? So around this time, you probably figured this out. And I'm like, yeah, what? So weird. Like validated, validated, validated. And we, um, during the end of our reading, after we felt like, how do you know us so well? This is really weird. He didn't like say, this is what's going to happen in your future ever. So when the it was coming to an ending he's like do you have any questions for me you know we're gonna close up close up and my husband and i are like oh do you see any like kids in our future and he's like i don't do Mm. i don't do that i'm like okay well that would be the only question i had because we weren't even like thinking of having kids it was just like a fun question we thought he's like all right fine let me look so he looked and he's like oh it seems like um there's like a faint line like it's possible that you can have another child and if you do it's probably going to be a girl and they kind of just like left it at that it's like a faint line like so we're like what the heck does that mean like it felt unresolved so i we go to our hotel room and i'm just like crying and calling my mom like mom you made me do this thing and now like (laughs) you said this he's like you're supposed to have fun with it it's not like reality it's not real like you don't have to believe what everybody tells you Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean like just because he said that doesn't mean it's true and i'm like well and i realize the reason i'm crying is because like holy moly like i want to add to our family and i never thought about that before so i was like just stirring a lot of things up and my husband was crying too 
violence. It was just like crying. And a lot of tears. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So we didn't even know why we're crying. So we came back and we're like, you know, I think that had like a big impact on us because we want to add to our family. So we were like lucky enough where we were able to, I got pregnant like a couple months later and I was starting to like really connect to like all the stuff um, that I went through as a child. Like I started taking Mm-hmm. yo like um, yoga certification classes and stuff and it's totally different here than there, but like it, it made me feel connected, you know? So I went through all that and then um, there, and then our daughter was born in February and I have like a trigger warning. I talk about it nonchalantly because um, that was my therapy. Like me just like talking Yeah. about it and getting it out was what helped me. And now it's like easy to talk about, but it's not an easy subject whatsoever. And it's still painful and it comes in waves. Um, but Yeah. right now I'm at the end of a big wave actually. Cause I, was like really it started with like i'll tell you and then i'll tell you the other story but So anyway trigger I'm at trigger warning everybody trigger warning get get the skip button ready put your at big your girl fingers pants on yeah if you can't i'm sorry if if you like can you can get let's hurt be because i know what it's going to be and i understand <laughs> why people might want to skip so yeah go for it so um our daughter was born and there was we had a really complicated birth where um everything came on really quickly pain, everything. Um, and I'm sorry, I keep looking away. I'm like seeing like hummingbirds fly out there, but, <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, uh, I all of a sudden lost my breath during the actual, um, like labor labor part, but I, I wasn't even like full, it was intense. Cause it was like extreme pain, but not actual labor. It, I wasn't dilated or anything. They're like, you're not ready for this yet. Don't, mm. don't think you are you got a long ways to go but i lost my breath the nurse panicked um pushed my husband aside pushed me into the emergency room everyone's screaming around me um not only did i lose my breath but the baby had lost oxygen too so it was like a really really intense um 15 minutes i would say maybe even who knows like i was I didn't realize it at the time, but while I was in the emergency room, I was like out of body looking at myself. And I didn't think that was a big deal until like a year and a half later where I was like, hold on. I was like, I was out of my freaking body. And I didn't think that was a big deal. And I was looking at myself like, oh, you're, this is so beautiful. Like I just felt so happy during this like intense time. I don't know if it was a way for me to protect myself and not panic. Um, but I was not on drugs at the time, like Mm-hmm. five minutes later. Yes. But like not during this part. Important detail. <laughs> Yeah, I was not on drugs. <laughs> um, but anyway, somehow like, uh, I came back in my body and the doctors are like yelling at me, like, you have to move from this table or that table. If you don't move, you're going to die and your baby's going to die. And I'm like, oh my God, like. I was having a great time. Okay, let's move. So we <laughs> moved. And then um, I took like an epidural, like um, they find they found an anesthesiologist, which was like one of the biggest things, like they were panicking because they couldn't find one. They were all busy. Um, and like a few minutes later, my or seconds maybe, my husband came in and then our baby was born. It was fast, but Wow. it felt like a really long stretch of time. Um, and Rishi was born. She... didn't cry they had to like really like wake her up um but everything was fine they're like all her vitals like everything's perfect here's your baby I'm like yay <laughs> what just happened to me i Pretty felt much. like yeah <laughs> intense um yeah the part about the doctor screaming like played in my head like over and over again like for months later but so rishi was born it was amazing um like one of the best moments in my life of course it's like your baby but um the whole breath thing kind of stuck with us and the importance of breath like in the hindu tradition like the the importance of noticing it and how um privileged we are that we're able to receive it and give it and you know that whole thing is like kind of a big deal and i had just been really learning about the breath um like pretty close to when she was born. So 
it stuck with me. One day when I was holding her, she lost her breath and I had to like, hey, what are you doing? Like, remember to breathe. Like, we went to the pediatrician and everything. They're like, she's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes they just like take a pause. I'm like, it wasn't a pause. I had to like make her breathe. Can somebody listen to me, please? Like, she's fine. Okay. And um, unfortunately, like two months and two days after her birth, on February 18th, 2018, um, she went to bed and didn't wake up and she lost her breath. She just didn't breathe. Um, and, you know, doctors don't know why, like they did all the autopsy and stuff. She was perfectly healthy, but she just didn't breathe. And this whole <sighs> really intense thing, like, um, obviously, like made me into a puddle and that's the only way I've been describing it is like how do you feel after that like what did it feel like whatever you know I don't I don't know if anyone's actually ever asked that but I think I've thought about it <laughs> um it felt like being in a puddle and having to like rebuild yourself and one of the gifts and it's hard to say gifts from that is you get to choose which pieces of like water you you take up with you as you're rebuilding from this puddle, right? So um, I felt like I could uh, intentionally choose who I was going to be from that point on. And with that comes a lot of grief. And that's what I've been feeling recently is like, oh, man, now I'm like this like serious person. And I used to be so fun and like carefree. And you're like mourning that like, but there's no way I can go back to the... But anyway, as I rebuild myself, um, I started meditating a lot again and yearning to understand why and what happened. If you're a fan of it, sushi is incredible, but gas station sushi, not so much. Finding the right sushi makes all the difference. And the same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and that you're heard, even if you're just telling them about your favorite sushi place. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else. ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're already set to meet someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that's right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash V-I-B-I-N and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash V-I-B-I-N. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. And so the same day that she passed away, we were at our house and there was just like a ton of people flooding around, which is really nice, but it was a weird time to be around other people, to be honest. It's like, I just need to be in my head. What happened? Um, but during that time, I realized, I'm like, I, we need to go back to India. Like we, that's where we have to take her ashes. Like we have to go back there. 
Um, so we booked a trip that day for the week after, um, and we went to India. And we had a whole beautiful ceremony for her. But before we got to India, it was actually Mother's Day. So maybe it was like a couple weeks after. It's a blur for me that time. You know, it's like, I don't know. She passed away 420 2018 And Mother's Day is like May something. So it's probably a couple weeks after. Um, but anyway, um, a few days before her ceremony, we landed in Haridwar. And Haridwar is like a very holy city. There's a lot of energy there. Um, we landed there like we were in a car for like 12 hours and got there like at like 11 p.m. or midnight and looked at the hotel offerings and they did jungle tours. And it was going to be like, I don't know, Mother's Day the next day. It was going to be a painful day. So we booked a jungle tour at 11 p.m. We woke up at 6 a.m. and went on this tour. Uh, we saw like elephants like baby elephants with their moms and it was just like so sweet and like the best day but when we got back to the hotel we got a call from my husband's um sisters yeah my husband's sister and his mom was with us at this time too I think that's important to note and she said there's been a woman having dreams about you guys and she had a dream last week but we didn't want to tell you because we didn't know if it was like weird or triggering and whatever. Like we didn't want to bring stuff up. Or so real quick, you're in India. She yeah. is in America. Yeah. She's and in she calls you saying this woman is having dreams about you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I need help. I just want to clarify <laughs> where the geography of it all yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um. This woman's having dreams about you. She just had her second dream. And that's why we're calling you because the first one we're like, we didn't know if it was real or not, like whatever, understandably so. Um, and just to like go back, I'm sorry, I'm like jumping all over on April 29th, there was like this gigantic moon, like this super moon, like so it felt so close to the earth. And that night, my husband, my friends and I went out there and we did like, like, I guess like a moon spell. We didn't know what we were doing, but I had this book called Moon Spells. And <laughs> I want this book. <laughs> it's so cool. And I didn't even like, I wasn't even like trying to be like witchy or anything like that. It just like was cool. Like I felt really connected to the yeah. moon during my pregnancy. And I was like, I want to learn more about the moon and how to like communicate with it or whatever. So we, um, and my husband knew we had this book, so he's like, oh, I wonder if we can do, like, a spell to call Rishi, like, to communicate with her or something like that. So there wasn't a spell in there, so he, like, looked, and he's like, we can come up with something based on the stuff in here. So our friends and I, <laughs> he's I so cool. This. We he went to the awesome. backyard. He is. He he made this whole spell, like, I didn't, this is, like, literally witchcraft, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> But he had like a circle. He's like, that's north, south, east, and west. Oh my and God. we all have to walk around with this candle. He had like wine in the center. I don't remember exactly how it went. I'm we loving did, all of this so far. He directed it, you know, and he wrote the whole spell based on what was in the book. So he wrote it. We did it. We called on her that night. And that's exactly a week before we were receiving this phone call. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, I just got goosebumps. I'm yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, wow, wow, wow. So we had the second dream, but the first dream was handwritten. So she had to like take a picture of it and send it to us. And the internet was so freaking slow. It was like so slow. So we we're just like, we're not going to read the second one until we read the first one. We're just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally it loads up and we read it. And this woman describes our backyard. The night she had the dream was that super full moon, by the way the first dream, um, she describes her backyard and uh, her like going up from it and seeing her neighborhood, like which is in the panhandle. It's a very distinctive neighborhood that we li lived in. Um, she's like, you're by the panhandle park in San Francisco and I see you, you know, like, and then I'm seeing a vision of going around and then she went to India to the part of the world we were at. And then her dream like ended kind of thing. So. She saw it that night when we called for communication. She got a dream about where we were and where we were going to go. Yeah. So it knowing. was just like, this is what's happening. It wasn't like a premonition or anything. It was just like, I'm seeing what you're doing 
now. Yeah, but it, it goes deeper than that, like where uh -huh. she went up um, over the earth and I think she was like astral traveling or something yeah, like that. That's because what it sounds like. Yeah. she was really confused by it. She's like, she said she's, she's always had these like knowings or whatnot, but she works at a construction company with my husband's sister's husband. Like, it's not like this, th th that's the type of work she does or that she even felt comfortable sharing this, Yeah. you know? She was, like, shocked. She's like, oh, I feel like I didn't sleep and, like, I saw this and I think I really have to tell you because it was, like, really weird, <laughs> you know? Um, but she saw, like, these wisp things that she thinks are, like, souls, like, going up and down, like, about, like up around the planet and... As they were passing away, they were like fading and going up and then lighting up as they were leaving the body and then like going down. So she saw like this weird um, interaction between like the manifesting of our body and going out of our body. Mm So hmm like I think that was the significance of that. And then like she zoomed over India and she started seeing um, the exact location we were in pretty much. And oh, and she also saw a school. in Rishikesh um, and a woman wearing like a white sari with like a little girl and if like all the stories up on like my podcast and stuff there goes into detail um, but Wait, isn't that the name of your daughter? Rishi, the right? What was it? Rishi, yeah. Yeah. So the significance of her seeing that city school with a t-shirt with a little girl is like a connection too. I'm like trying to That's put what puzzle we thought. pieces together No, here. I know. I know. That's what <laughs> we thought. That's the clues. what we thought. Okay. But it wasn't. It was actually, she saw an actual person that was alive at the time and Uh-huh. we got to meet her. Um, the school was called Mother Miracle School in Rishikesh. And the little girl she saw with the woman is actually the little girl that changed this woman's life and made her move to India and open the school. So there's just like, it's kind of crazy. It's Yeah. a really insane story. If you look up mothermiracle.com, like her story is on her website and she's a real person we met through a dream. <laughs> Crazy. we got to go meet her and like see her school and um, it was pretty cool. But the craziest thing about that too is after we read that dream, my husband's mom like, yeah, you know, she goes, oh, what? And like um, pulls out like this hand print, hand, like printed paper she had because of places she was going to see, you know, while she was in India. And she had only printed out like Mother Miracle School. which is like insane. We're like, okay, what is happening here? What And it's, is happening? What is I don't going know. on? So this is the beginning of like me starting to believe in magic and in the unseen world and Yes. stuff. And that's why the story is important because um, it's not something that I was seeking. That's where I'm kind of like trying to get at long-windedly, but there's like a real significance behind it and a pull that was outside of myself. And... Um, All the dreams are up. I'm not going to go into everyone, but there's like, it turned out to be like a whole crazy journey. And <laughs> Wow. it brought me one day after we got back from this whole thing, I was just like sitting in meditation, still in pain, you know, still Mm -hmm. trying to figure out one day after we got back from this whole thing I was just like sitting in meditation still in pain you know still hurting um trying to figure out what my next step in healing was because I didn't feel like I could live with that amount of pain inside of me like I just couldn't um I remember saying multiple times how am
because when I saw it, I don't know if you had the same experience. Like when I first saw like those words, like it felt familiar to me, mm-hmm. but also like really big. And maybe I don't want to follow through because I have like an adverse reaction to like a lot of new age spirituality, like where I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, that's cool that you believe in that, but I just can't do it. And <laughs> I don't want to. And I thought that's what was happening. And it is to a certain aspect. Um, so I pushed it away for a long time and then it just kept showing up. I finally started like reading more about it and taking more workshops. And honestly, like everything I was doing, like all the workshops, all the reading and everything was just like diluting my own brain. And none of it made sense to me. Like the, it didn't click like, oh, you're right. There are like really large entities protecting this Akashic record that most people cannot get into. Like just like. I had a different upbringing too. Like I, it's all rooted in Hinduism. And um, at a certain point after, like I was trying to connect with the, that type of language for so long and um, started doing Akashic readings and just like really getting obsessively into it as ADHD people do with the later laser focus. You're like, Ooh, I need to <laughs> learn yeah. anything on this. It's a Somewhere, deep dive. It's a deep dive. Somewhere in there, I realized this is all regurgitated information like based on a lot of Hinduism and like what I had been learning Mm -hmm. and it really clicked for me. I'm like, holy moly. Like those, the rishis that were sitting in the caves on, you know, in the Himalayas and meditating and channeling in the Vedas were connecting to the Akasha. That's what they were doing. And that's why there are these practices and like real heavy grounding work to do before you do that so that you can channel clearly and with like that laser focus of intention as you know we talked about a little bit so once I learned that it became a whole different thing to me I'm like yeah the reason they were doing that the reason they spent years and years writing down all these like um powerful hymns to like pass through these songs to pass through so that other people have the ability to do this. The reason they were doing that, because that's how, like, they thought humans would evolve, like, that we could use this information to grow and to be connected to a source that we've always been connected to while being fully in this body. Like, they were fully in their body. Like, that's what you have to do. And... I came to realize that's why I was in resonating with all the like more new age, like lens of teaching this, um, because a lot of it requires you to like go way outside of your body. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be something outside of you where it's the complete opposite. It's like as deep within you as you can possibly get. And at this point, I think it's important to give a definition to like what the Akasha yeah. or the Akashic records are. But the Akasha is essentially the fifth element, ether. And um, that's what it directly translates to in Sanskrit is ether, like the this, this sky or like, you know, the, the above. And um, this ether is the fabric of all existence, pre and post manifest. So the ether needs the intention to become a manifestation and so on and so forth. And that intent, it just recycles over and over and over again and so expands. Could, could we say it's like all potentialities? Yeah, absolutely. Simultaneously existing yeah. in this fabric of reality. Yep, exactly. And the, the cool thing is like science is starting to go down the road of validifying this where you know, um, my son, <laughs> the it's perfectly for, placed sunbeam on your face, sun goatee, um, sun goatee. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, science is starting to like validify this because forever, you know, we believed that space was just empty space. We thought we believed there's nothing there, but, um, we're starting to realize that there is such a thing called dark matter and dark matter carries vibrational frequencies. And that's how information is carried throughout the universe. We are all information and we're vibrational frequencies, you know, but we are a manifested version of it where Mm -hmm. you can see us right all around you everywhere. Like there's pre-manifest energy 
and it's either lived or is about to live, you know, and that's the remarkable aspect of it. I think the most important thing about the Akashic Records and um, channeling that type of information is learning how to deeply connect with that essence, vibrational frequency of our soul that, that has had all these different experiences within our life. And this is actually what could like directly connects to what we were talking about with Iran and like how they're fighting and whatnot. Like they're at a time where they're like mother's DNA who yeah. was present during the revolution, their father's DNA and all the torment they had to go through is becoming manifest like it's awakening like their grandparents you know those people who had to go through that stuff that dormant energy that's sitting within them it's fighting to come out because you can't freaking kill energy it's not gonna yeah. go anywhere it's just gonna expand and they've well, been pushing on it as Sorry. long as no 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 this is this is great because as long as you are carrying dna which mm -hmm. means you're i think second or third great grandparents, you can still carry DNA from anything yeah. beyond that. You probably don't really genetically share DNA, but your parents do. Uh, so, so anything that you still have, like a 0.001% of DNA, like I a hundred percent believe, yeah, you, you can carry that stuff. It can be activated. These are things and experiences yeah. that they had that literally live within you. Literally, like <laughs> quite <just> literally. <laughs> As, as literal as the word literal thing. gets yeah <laughs> we're I know using people it say correctly it here yeah yes. actually <laughs> actually literally yes <laughs> so that's what's happening and that's why like learning about this modality like sitting so fully within ourselves like where we are able to see all of the beauty and destruction that lives within so that we can activate the parts of ourselves. Like it's, yeah. it's so important and cool to do because learning to read information will change a person's life. And again, that beautiful word, like create more intention so mm -hmm. that what we're putting out into the world is like waves of change that we want to see. Like instead of just, going with the flow and letting the waves take us which is what people think is like the right thing to do and in a sense it is because the waves are going to take you but they're asking you to co-create with them yes. and that you do that with intention so when you have that clarity of who you freaking are um it changes the world that is helpful <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can so see that's how why I do what helpful. I do. And <laughs> that's why I went from like reading for others because I was doing that. I'm like, this is not, this is enable, like enabling people to not explore that within themselves because there's something way more powerful um, when you do it yourself instead yeah. of just receive information. Like we don't need to go outside of ourselves for um to verify anything mm -hmm. about us anymore you know and that's cool because every, every everyone does hold a puzzle but my purpose i realize is to teach people how to connect with themselves fully so that they can do this and that's why i call myself an explorer um and not a teacher because it's nothing that we'll ever fully understand mm -hmm. in these bodies it's nothing that um we'll ever know for sure it's an unseen aspect of our existence so it takes quite a lot of work um and discernment to do it correctly and yeah that's and that's what i do <laughs> so it's like that saying of like you catch a fish what is it catch a man a fish or teach a man to fish i don't know the Bible, yeah yeah, yeah. i'm if sure you teach it's a, a saying man a fish, he'll be he'll be full forever he'll be set yeah, yeah he'll, <laughs> he'll eat forever you yeah. know it's always i and i love that approach you know give them the tools that they Listen, I say this all the time. I'm only showing you something as a hypnotherapist, as somebody who teaches you how to go into your mind. I'm only showing you something that you already know how to do. I'm just helping you to do it when you want, yeah. how you want to be able to actually take charge and, and create intention. And, and I think that's that's the name of the game is when you can show somebody like, you already know how to do this. Here's just a few things that you can do to like yeah. really know that you know how to do this and be able to do it whenever you want to, you know? Absolutely. In a way that feels right for you. If you're ready to heal from the past, start manifesting your highest potential, and love yourself deeply through the process, 
you're in luck because I just opened up a few new one-on-one coaching spots. As your transformation facilitator, I help you to expedite your healing, accelerate your growth, and design your life intentionally with me as your unconditional support, guiding, and holding space for you along the way. It's a little bit tricky for me to put into words exactly what happens in each session as they are so unique and my coaching style is deeply intuitive. So here are some client experiences that I will read to you to give you an idea of what it's like. In their words, (laughs) I'm a new and improved version of myself after working with Kelsey. I have so much less anxiety, so much more self-compassion, and in all caps, (laughs) the emotional resilience and freedom I've tapped into is unreal. Another client of mine said, I honestly cannot begin to tell you the shift that has occurred for me already. I was in such turmoil before we started working together and now I can access so much more joy and positivity. I have never been able to do this before. Kelsey is amazing. This work is amazing. Even my doctor is extremely impressed by what Kelsey and I have been able to accomplish together. I've tried traditional therapy, and while I did make some helpful discoveries in this, I find my healing sessions with Kelsey to be even more life-giving. With all that being said, if you're feeling the call or even just curious, you can learn more about working with me at kelseyaida.com slash coaching, and I will link to this in the show notes. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. So it's like whoever's ready to do that. Cause it's like with hypnotherapy with, you know, which is like amazing. That's my, one of my favorite things. <laughs> There's a lot of heavy weight, like, like heavy lifting you have to do. There is, yeah. And not everyone's like emotionally prepared or physically mm-hmm. prepared for that. So if like, if you want to go to a reader, that's awesome. You know, like if that's what's calling you, it's not like a, I, I just wanted to say it's not like a diss or anything. I love but. that you made that distinction. And I have a question because for me, like right now, who I am, like I love, I know there's a lot I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much capable of anything. And I love that about me. But when it comes to like psychic stuff or readings or like channeling, I love to be able to go to somebody and have them say it. Even if I know it's already true, there's something about you saying it to me that I'm like, yes, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it totally validates everything in a different way than if I'm just sitting in my head, like maybe, I mean, yeah, it sounds, sounds true. You know what I mean? Um, so do you have people like say that to you? Like, I just want, I just want you to read me because, and I do offer reading sometimes like, Mm -hmm. like I'll just get like this, Oh, this urge of like, okay, I think right now I have the emotional capacity to do this for other people. And then it's gotta be draining. Yeah. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah. There's (laughs) a huge thing I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge energetic exchange for sure. Um, Yeah. People don't realize that. It's like, yeah, you're out for like two days after a reading. It's like just so exhausting. (laughs) I know Kelsey has big questions. She always has the best questions. I do have one last question and then we don't have to talk about anymore, but, um, if you don't, did you through your journey, uh, kind of use the ability that you have now or that you're comfortable with kind of exploring more to get answers as to what what the journey with your daughter, what the journey with your childhood, like anything about like your journey here. Did you get any clarification or anything that really gets you peace, yeah, more peace? A lot. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for this modality. Um, but I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw lifetimes with her and just oh my god I'm gonna cry don't don't I do know. it <laughs> I can't Honestly, I'm not even gonna go there don't worry but it's like <sighs> but seeing yourself as a soul who's gone through experiences yeah. like of all kinds like changes your perspective on the pr- present moment you're like holy moly like those like all I did all those things and it was like very temporary and now I'm doing this thing so it's like, like a, it, it's not to, to make it less significant, but it does put something in perspective. Like I am the ocean and this is a grain of sand, or this is a yeah. drop in the bucket. And this is just one of many beautiful experiences that yeah. I've had in the past and will have in the future. And when you can kind of lean back and breathe into that, it, it does, you know, for me anyway, it does kind of ease it up sometimes the magnitude of a situation or a, or a experience, you know? Yeah. And again, like it brings, 
it, it really did bring clarity in the way that it's like we can't control everything because like when something like that happens like a lot of people myself and my husband included like we go towards this downward spiral of like what did I do wrong you know is it me and then when you see like with the bigger picture of everything and that that like some things are not in your control mm -hmm. and they're going to happen. And that's something I saw. So it was really helpful and healing to see that. And also to see myself being a mother and like, like the amount of love it takes, you know, um, I don't know. It was, just, yeah. it was, it was really healing for me. And that's why yeah. it's been like with me and it's still practice. Like I was one of the, we went to the same astrologer when we back to in, when we went back to India, wow. and he was like, "We're like your premonition came true." He's like, "I don't do premonitions." <laughs> He's like, "I didn't. Yeah, you made me say that. <laughs> you know? I warned you." Oh my but, goodness! But he said um, a really beautiful thing, and he said, "When you call on a soul constantly, you're keeping them from continuing their journey." So remember her. But stop asking her to come back, you know, like wow. just let her, she, she's on a journey like that, like somehow includes you, but she's a step, you know, well, you're the same thing, but you're, she's also yeah. a separate soul having a journey. So you got to respect that. Um, and he also said, if I do want to like connect with her more to me start meditating at 4am and I do that, like I wake up at 4am and I do my little tiny routine and um connect to the akasha and just like and it went from answering questions to just kind of like sitting in that frequency mm -hmm. and seeing what comes now because it's like i don't want to know all the answers like and not that you wouldn't know all the answers because everything is in constant change but um i'm tired of asking the questions and it's just yeah. nice to feel connected to something greater than myself yeah and there's a lot of freedom in just being like, what do I need to know? Like, not what am I searching for? What am I grasping for? What am I trying to go after? But like, I'm allowing what I need to know to yeah. settle in just the right place. And that's it. And there's something yeah. really nice in that. Yeah. No more like, how can I heal this? You know, like at a, I'm at a point where it's like, it's going to suck. I'm going to be broken, <laughs> but I can be whole yeah. at the same time. Like, it's yeah. not like there's anything wrong with not having everything be perfect and tidy and like always happy, you know, like you're just experiencing life. Just let it, <laughs> let yeah. it happen. Amen. <laughs> Control, you know, like I need to fix all, like I need everything to be clean. <laughs> Dude, I've been in that hardcore phase. I was literally complaining to my sister about that. And she was like, it's the work from home curse. You have it too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't get anything done until everything's clean. It's, it's terrible. so real. I have that curse too. Oh my gosh. I love how she called it, it the work from home curse. I was like, yep, this is a good word it for is. it. But I think like doing it mentally to oneself is like way more damaging than doing it physically because there's something like really nice about just like, ah, I did that and I'm just yeah. going to sit in it for a second and then now I'm too tired to work. <laughs> yep. Maybe totally. that's what I was trying to not do. Exactly. <laughs> I just didn't want to work. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is so good. Okay. So where do we even go from here? So we've been going for a while. So I'm not even going to like go into, okay, how do we do it? Because I'm sure this is all like on your podcast. So I'm just going to direct our listeners like to your information, to your podcast. Because we'll have I'm to have sure a part that's two where with they her. Can learn. I don't think we can just dive in for five minutes and be like, here's how you dive into the Akashic Records in like two steps, right? So, but I will ask the question, where would people start? Is it like with an intention? Is it with meditation? Like what's the starting point if you're like, I want to know more about myself, my truest mm -hmm. self. I want to I want to be grounded in my core, like how you were describing yeah um honestly the start of it it could be with hypnotherapy or anything like that too but the start of it is really grounding and connecting to your body and your body's experiences up in this point and i take you know the um aspects of tantra yoga um with the chakra system um and i fully believe in the system because it's just like it's it really is scientific it's like lasted mm -hmm. the test of time but um, I would start with exploring the root chakra and 
uh, investigating, seeing what's there, what's sitting around. That's kind of what we do in the program is like we go through all aspects of self, um, learn how to use our energy centers because you're you're opening up your heart, you're activating your throat, you know, you're opening up your crown. And in order to do that safely and without going into a state of psychosis <laughs> yeah. down the road, like you have to really ground yourself. So that's the first step. Root chakra, root, root yourself. Chakra work. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's a good first step. I think that's yeah. a great takeaway for the people. Root chakra work, you know, mm -hmm. go to Rahini's information if you uh -huh. want to know more. Obviously, I am we can't 100%. teach you everything on the podcast, which is why we come back week after week yeah. for over an hour all the time. And also, like, this is only the tip of the iceberg. Why do you think I've written five books? Like this is not something that you just teach on Instagram in like one minute, right? There's there's more information to be had than just on podcasts and social media, which is why you can work with us. You can dive into our books. You can dive into our courses. You can dive into Lindsay's membership. Like this is this podcast is just the beginning. So if you're like hungry for answers, know that there are resources for you. And Kels, we should have her on again to really talk about deep, deep stuff. Oh my gosh, yes. Because just your story, I was like, <gasps> I know. I was just like enthralled the whole time. I was so in it. How many of our talk for like how, the last hour? How many of us can use the word <laughs> seized, sieged in our childhood stories? Like my temple was seized. Like, okay. <laughs> Whoa. It's so intense. We're on that level Seriously. now. <laughs> it is so freaking intense. Like, oh my goodness. Um, someone was helping me write like a little intro thing for me. And I read it. I'm like, this sounds like <laughs> insane. Like when you put it on paper. You can't write that. Like, you can't write that heck? stuff. How am I like living right now? <laughs> what the heck happened? Not just it's that, so but weird. I'm going to say like you are one of the <laughs> brightest lights, I think. Aww. Like you're just so shiny and sunny and like sparkly. I just love your energy so much. I think Kelsey Thank would you. absolutely agree with me, especially with the context of who the frick you are. Are you kidding Thank me? You. Like you are Thank so... You. It's just, it's just incredible. So I would Thank love you. to have you on again. Um, It'd be just my honor. <laughs> to talk about really weird witchy psychic stuff. Let's talk about, yeah. moons, let's talk about moon circles again. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, yeah. Love I'm into it. them now. <laughs> yes. So tell the people before we head over to the Patreon and go for a couple more minutes because we yeah. can't just end here. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> tell the people how they can connect with you and your work and your teachings and explorations. Thank you. Um, you can find me on magicincline.com and everything's waiting for you there. So Perfect. you can find courses, Instagram stuff, all those things. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Yay. Well, yeah. is there any parting words you want to leave the people with? What do you want people to know as they leave this episode? Sorry, I want Kelsey. You <laughs> to know that you're important and that you're loved and you know, like following your heart is like a an act of activism in itself and to pull on the threads. So those very vague things for you that you might hear all the time, but it's the truth and it's important. <laughs> I like it. You know, sometimes the cliche things are the most true. That's why they're cliche. That's why they withstand the test of time. That's why they everybody will. says it because mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Oh, thank you for this. Thank, thank you for you. that piece of wisdom. Lindsay, anything else you want to say? I'm just loving the vibe. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to Patreon and like do some really, really cool stuff. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Rohini, thank you so much for being here. Uh, soul sister for sure. And I'm so excited to play with you over on Patreon. Guys, if you want to join, it's patreon.com slash high vibe. You get bonus content every month. We give goodies and freebies and members only content. And of course, extended video episodes. So you can see the bright sunbeams on our guest face today. <laughs> Our just sun goatee. So perfect. I called it the sun goatee. I'm dead from that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Well, we love you guys. We hope you got some magic in your earbuds today from this episode. And we just really appreciate you. And we love what we're doing. So we're going to go keep doing it for a couple more minutes. And yeah, have a great week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe in it community. 
Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.